Welcome to the Let's Dive Deeper podcast. Here again, twice in a month. Can hardly believe it. (laughs) I just love doing this so much. I love getting to record my voice and I love spending a few days, lots and lots of hours planning out these episodes. It's just so helpful for me in my walk with Christ. And it's so amazing to think how many people are sitting on the other end of this listening and being like, yes, this is also helpful to me. It's very encouraging. Um, Okay, so today we're talking about worship. I want to open by praying. Father, thank you for the opportunity to worship you. Thank you for the opportunity to read your word and to learn about what worship should look like. I pray that the words that come out of my mouth honor you, Father, and I pray that my heart would be aligned with yours. I pray that the hearts of everyone listening would also be aligned with yours and that they would desire for that to be true day in and day out. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Okay, so today we're reading by far my favorite passage on worship so far. There are a lot of them, but this this definitely takes a podium place. Don't know exactly where it lands, but I mean, it's by far a podium place, you know. There's just so much goodness that it's hard to really pick and choose. Okay, so this is Psalms 95, 1 through 6. Feel free to read along. (laughs) This is just a pure example on how my words don't always come out nice. (laughs) Okay, so we're reading Psalms 95, 1 through 6. Feel free to read along. I'm going to read it out loud. Come, let's sing for joy to the Lord. Let's shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let's come before his presence with a song of thanksgiving. Let's shout joyfully to him in songs with instruments. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods, in whose hands are at the depths of the earth. The peaks of the mountains are also his. The sea is his, for it was he who made it. His hands formed the dry land. Come, Let's worship and bow down. Let's kneel before the Lord, our maker. I love that. The last verse is my favorite. Come, let's worship and bow down. Let's kneel before the Lord, our maker. That last verse kind of summarizes the point of worship. Worship is not just the vocaling, vocaling, It's not the singing or the vocals or the instruments or the hands in the air. It is a heart centered before the king. Understanding what he has done for you. Understanding where you were without him and praising him for that. The definition of worship, according to Siri, is the feeling or expression of extreme reverence to someone or something. So our worship as believers is a heart centered in reverence towards King Jesus. So for a little word picture, imagine you're walking into the court of the king. Your response, if you really appreciated this king and what he's done for you, you would bow. Another one, if you're walking into the courtroom, you would address the judge as your honor. You would respect him with your words and your actions. You would act and talk with reverence. Worship is a position of the heart. It's not just an action. Though the action goes alongside worship, the point of worship or the place we have to be worshiping is a position of the heart. 
So I know sometimes worship is hard, especially for new believers, but still believers who've been in the church for a long time. It's hard to get connected with the songs, to feel like worship's just trying that goes on and on, and you just want to get out of church and get breakfast. I was there once, not going to lie. Before I was in student ministry at our last church, I felt like worship was a painful 10 minutes of the church experience. And I can't be more happy that I don't feel this way anymore. So the goal of the songs that you sing and the best way to really believe the songs that you're singing and the things that you're singing is to find yourself in that song. Think about the song Glorious Day by Passion. The first verse says, I was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my tomb until I met you. The very first thing that I think of is lying. Personally, last school year, I wasn't completely honest with the school assignments that I had been given. I cut corners to try to get things done the fastest that I possibly could. And it ended up in me having to do a lot of extra work. And it was kind of painful, you know, this punishment that I received just based off my negligence. (laughs) I get nervous when I go to use good words. Um, And more painful than that was the guilt that I had to deal with. I was so ashamed just having lied about these things, cut the corners just to barely slide by. When I confessed this to the Lord and I had his forgiveness, it literally took a weight off my shoulders. When I brought it to my parents, It was painful having to talk about the sin, but the grace that I received was far worth it. And the desire to never lie like that again is so strong. It's not going to happen again. The chorus of that same song says, you called my name and I ran out of that grave, out of the darkness into your glorious day. You can imagine your story there. I know I could go on and on on how this applies to me. So that's the goal of every single song you sing. Similarly to the observation in Soap, if you listened to last episode, you should be looking for things in the song like, what does this say about me? What does this say about God? How does this talk about my story with him? Think about the grace that you've received and the grace that he has freely given. One of the hardest things about worship is when people say, I can't sing like the people on stage or I can't sing like whoever that recorded this song that's on Spotify. That is not the point of worship. The beauty of your voice is not the point of worship at all. The Bible says to sing with a joyful noise. It doesn't say for those of you who have a pretty noise sing and for the rest of you be quiet. That's not what it says at all. It says sing with a joyful noise makes me really sad when people discount their own worship because of the sound of their voice. When the Lord has intentionally created your voice to sound the way it does, and he loves your voice, he cares for your voice, and he loves when you use your voice to worship him. This is by far one of my favorite topics, and Psalms 95, 1-6 is definitely one of my favorite passages. So what does it look like practically? Singing praises to the Lord is a way to worship, but we can do everything worshipfully, giving everything we have and everything we do to him, letting our words be loving and our actions modeling that of Christ. It's not impossible, but it's also only possible through him. 
We are called to be worshipers. Think about how you like to brag on a company, like you go and get some really good Mexican food. It's a really great Mexican place. I'm sure the people listening to this that know my father are laughing already. There's a really great Mexican place by our house. And it, I mean, it just has excellent Mexican food. And we went there a few times and my dad started telling everyone, like, this is the place you need to be. Mexican food's amazing. We love it. The service is fantastic. They always do it right. They do such a great job. We always leave feeling content. Now, my dad's excitement about this Mexican restaurant and sharing this with all his friends should be like the excitement about our Savior. We've been saved from our sin. We've been set free from these chains. And now what do we do in return? Worshipfully talk about the Lord. Talk about the things he's done for you, the grace that you've received, the sin that you've defeated through the power of his son dying on the cross for you. That's the things we have to be focused on. That's the alignment of our heart with his. It's very important. So let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for being such a gracious and loving God. Thank you for sending your son so that we can worship you freed from the chains of our sin. You care more for me than any person in this world. And I pray that I would care for you and prioritize our relationship like you do for me. I pray that my thoughts, words, and actions would be worshipful and that I would set aside time to join you both in my corporate worship and private worship. You are worthy of all of our praise and adoration. Thank you, God, for saving me from the heaviestness of my sin. It's in your name I pray. Amen.